This podcast is designed for you to discover more about who you are, to challenge your old adopted beliefs, and to expand your awareness of what's really possible. I'm Adam Esco, and this is The Unspoken Agreements. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Unspoken Agreements podcast. I am your host, Adam Esco. I'm excited to share this episode with you. I think it's going to be uh, something that if you're just looking for more, if you're not looking for the day-to-day, um, it's just not going to fulfill you, the, the normal day-to-day stuff. You're looking for something that's going to be more meaningful and purposeful. This is this is definitely the episode. So I'll share a bit about myself before we get into the episode. I am a life coach, I'm a business strategist, and I get to work with healthcare owners. I work with second generation family business owners, people that instead of spending 90% of their day and time doing what they love, doing what energizes them and focusing on those things that they're really, really good at, they end up spending most of their time just putting out fires and you know, micromanaging and seeing problems. And, and we work on shifting that for them so that they could have the life and the work life that they really freaking want. So if that's something that speaks to you, go ahead and look me up at www.adamesco.com where you could learn some more. I also want to give a shout out to Truth Work Media who are the production team to this podcast. They've been so great to work with. Um, can't say enough good things about them. So if you are small business, big business, solo person, and you want to get into podcasts and you want someone on your team that's just going to like walk you through everything, definitely check out Truthwork Media on the show notes. They're awesome. And so this is it. This is, we're going to get into the podcast uh, episode. And this is for people that are, again, looking more. They're looking for um, real meaning, something that's going to get them not just through the day-to-day, but get them to live the life that they want and, and live in that purpose. And so we'll talk about a little bit about how you're going to do that in this episode. I just really hope you enjoy it and get what you're looking for out of it. And it might be something good to listen again and again. So I was listening to a podcast the other day. I'm pretty sure I talked about this on another podcast episode. But it was such a great podcast. I got to bring it up again because it made me stop and pause it and actually text myself. Sometimes I listen to things and I hear something like, wow, that's so amazing. I got to text myself like it's something clicks. And when I do that, I'm like, I got to share this because it was so, so powerful. And it was uh, on the Mike Dillard podcast with Ben Hardy. They brought up the book Man's Search for Meaning, which was written by Viktor Frankl. And it was a book I had read a couple of years ago. I don't read a ton of books. I listen to books. I listen to podcasts. I consume other ways. But I happen to read this book. And uh, if you haven't read it, and you're and you're, you know, in the book market and looking for something powerful, this would be on the list. It was about Viktor Frankl, who was a prisoner uh, in Nazi concentration camps during World War II, and he talks about his experiences. And really, more than that, as a psych, I think he was a psychologist or psychiatrist uh, at the time, what he had noticed from the other prisoners and what it was like going through that time. So he was really an observer and one that t- talked about some of the most influential observations from something that was so horrific like the Holocaust. And what what came out of the podcast, like, so Viktor Frankl was 
was trying to figure out uh, like what the meaning of life was um, and how important meaning was towards um, living versus suffering. And so one thing they said in the podcast, and I'm going to write, let me look up my notes as I'm, I'm getting this here. This is going to be great. He said, when you lose hope and purpose for the future, the present loses meaning. So the suffering in the present becomes unbearable. So if you don't, if you don't have something to look forward to the future, you're, you lose hope then that's when suffering really starts to take in. And what I think he started to notice is that that's when people started to die in the Holocaust, where they, they would just, maybe they were sick, but they finally would just pass away when they didn't have any hope anymore. And so, you know, I really step back when I, when, you know, when you hear something that seems so true and you kind of like hits you, it like hits you and stops you. It's like, wow, like, yeah, I think I sh- should have known that, but that just felt so true. Like that actually made a lot of sense. And, and I think what was going on when I had heard that was I was reflecting back. And by the way, this is not, you know, th- you know, I'm not living through the Holocaust, of course not. But what, what I, my brain went to right off the bat, the first a memory that came th- shooting through my mind was my time in uh, my, my periodontal practice with my father it was a time of maybe about five years, maybe five of the seven years, but especially five of the years that I was really going through emotional suffering. I was in a lot of emotional pain. It was a very difficult because I had entered, what happened was I really entered the practice with these like massive dreams. I don't, I don't really share this too, too often with uh, many people. I'm starting to more and more now, so I'm gonna share it here, is I entered it coming fresh out of school, like hot, hot, hot. I had big dreams that I wanted to do. I had an idea of lecturing and speaking around the country and the world. Um, I wanted to have this amazing practice uh, that had like this amazing culture, high, high-fiving type culture. And I entered it. And what I started to realize was there was gonna be a lot of hiccups along the way. I wasn't in control. I started off as an associate and I wasn't calling the shots. And I really struggled with that. I mean, this I didn't realize this necessarily at the time, but over and over, as I realized I didn't have the autonomy that I really wanted, and I was just kind of um, living under someone else's roof, fully chose to do that, by the way. I'm not, this isn't a blame thing, but this is what was going on internally. Um, I really had, a, I realized I was struggling a lot not being the owner for several years. So what happened was I had the big dreams but slowly and slowly and slowly, I was starting, they were kind of slipping out of my hands, out of my mind. And I was losing hope. I was losing hope for what I wanted uh, the future to look like for myself. I just started thinking, maybe it isn't possible. Maybe these were pipe dreams. Uh, maybe it's not possible for me. And what I was doing in the present moment was starting to lose its life, its meaning, my purpose in doing the work at the time, it was like, it just didn't matter as much anymore. And so I'm sharing this story because I'm thinking of the people out there that might be listening to this and might be struggling with just not having hope. They're in their current situation. 
where if you're hearing this and you're just, you're seeing all the problems that you're experiencing right now, and it could be in your work, it could be in your relationship, it could be with your health or a family member's health, it could be anything. And you just can't see uh, a bright future. I, I'm, I want to acknowledge you. I want to say, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking of you right now because that is a, a difficult place to be when you don't have that hope and you can't rely on something else, that, that faith piece, or that you could see another choice for yourself, which at the time, you know, I, I saw a couple choices, but I was in such a place of emotional pain and limit. Like my, my sphere of what was possible for me was so limited based off of my, the way I was doing my thinking at the time and what I didn't know, I didn't know at the time, what I didn't know, I didn't know that the present moments, the days where I had to wake up and actually go to work and actually be in the office and do the work felt unbearable. And so he, and so I think about this a little bit because then I started to think, well, how did I get through it? You know, how did Viktor Frankl get through this? How did he get through the time in the Holocaust when things were just brutal, brutal, brutal and horrific? And I think he even mentioned a time when some of the people would look forward to the holidays. I don't know, maybe it was like Christmas. You know, they, they would kind of set time points in the future and then they would have all this anticipation to look forward to this one event. And then when that was over, then there was nothing to look forward to. Then I think that was what he said, that some people would pass away after that. They would die after that when the hope was gone. And I have to go back and read that book. But what I was thinking about for myself, okay, well, so how did I get through it? Because this was going on for a period of five years and I did a lot of things. This was like a lot of different coping mechanisms to get through it. And one of it was just to put other things on the calendar. I was like, what is it that I could look forward to on a Friday night? What was it look forward to on a Tuesday night? It would be a basketball game. It would be a movie with my wife. It would be going out with my friends another day. It would be planning a vacation. And this was it. This was how I got by. It wasn't, it was like distracting myself with all of these things on the calendars just to make it. And that wasn't to say there weren't other options. And you might hear this like, well, why don't you just leave? Well, I was afraid. I was too afraid to leave. Uh, at the time, and I didn't know what else to do. This was this was was going through my head. I just didn't have the 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 res- I didn't have the belief enough in myself and the confidence that I can build something better for myself. That was basically what was going on. I didn't think there was going to be anything else. I was probably afraid to uh, lose up the security of having a paying job, and that's what happened for so many years until that just shifted. But really, what got me by was putting other, like just everything else, basically distracting my mind with, uh, as long as I could look forward to this this time, I get to play with my friends, with I get to hang out, I get to go out. Maybe this, I will call my cousin and go to the movies. Just so many things um, future-based to give me that hope that I didn't have in my work. It was a distraction tool. And so... Could I have made, by the way, I also took some time off from work. I also, I mean, just a full disclosure, I also started working a day less and then a day and a half less just to make it bearable. But the truth was at no point did I start to have hope or think that the vision that I once had would be something that I even wanted 
in the future or even possible. So it was a combination of just losing hope for the future in terms of my career and what it is that I want to do. It wasn't, it wasn't fulfilling me at all. So what I could have made a decision to accept the situation for myself. And I think this is really important. You could, you could be listening to this and you could actually get theoretically a lot of healing and, and, and release of this suffering and pressure if you just say, you know what, this is my situation, I'm choosing it and I want to accept it. Like I'm going to accept it right now. Like I'm in this situation, I don't love my job, but I'm going to accept it. I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to you know, try to love whatever it is I could love. I'm going to look forward to things that I want to do and travel and spend time doing X, Y, and Z. And that could actually give you a ton of a ton of benefit, a ton of, of health benefits, true, and, and productivity. I didn't do that. I decided not to accept it. I was very resistant to it. And here's why. I stepped back. When I stepped back and started working less, I'm, trying, I'm actually going through this right now, and this is what happened. I stepped back from work, and I started reading a ton, self-help, Took a went started going to different programs, listening to coaches, to spiritual leaders, and went to programs. Started getting coached. Just did all this personal development work. And what I started to realize was that there was something else that was running the show for me. There was there was some mental programming that I was operating on, and that's what was that's what was keeping me stuck in my situation. And I started to realize that I was I was choosing that I was subconsciously choosing to be there. But the thing is, I didn't want to. And I started to realize that it was okay to want more for myself. It was actually okay to have something different. Um, and that having more was a possibility. I just hadn't really accepted that. I, I just wasn't willing to accept going to work every single day for 5, 10, 15, 20 more years in a job that I didn't enjoy. Like that, I did not want to accept that was going to be the norm. I, I know people do that and they accept it and they look forward to other things. I wasn't willing to do that. That was like, I saw what other people were experiencing, the people that really enjoyed what they did, people that made the money that they wanted to make. I saw that was possible for them. I was like, fuck if I don't make that possible for myself. Like I'm making that possible for myself. Um, and I didn't, yeah, so I didn't want to accept my situation and I wanted to, to believe there was another way. And I, and I did believe there was another way, not necessarily at the time having any confidence that I could do it, but I knew it was possible. So I was like, well, I just got to find a way to, like, I know it's possible, but I need to make it possible for me. I need to grow confidence around that. And so that's really where the shift, you know, the big shifts and, and how I end up making the leap uh, from dentistry into coaching and uh, speaking happened. And so the, so the beautiful thing that came from that is that I did, the hope became there and it shifted, it shifted outside of my career. Uh, you know, I realized I didn't even want to work with my hands anymore. I not only did I, um, not have hope in the vision that I once had in dentistry, in periodontics, I just started realizing I didn't even like, I didn't even like to work with my hands. So how was I going to be able to do this 
for X amount of years longer, five, 10, 15, 20 more years, I don't even want to do the surgeries anymore. So it wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to work. I would have, I would have suffered. Um, it would have taken a major toll on my health. It, it definitely took a toll on my relationships and the person I was showing up as a husband, as a father, maybe not so much as a friend, but um, as a family member, it, it just, it was a, it was a slow death, really. So again, if you're listening to this um, and you want something more for yourself because you're just in a place where you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, you're starting to lose hope, the work that you're doing doesn't feel meaningful to you, I just want to say I hear you, I get you. Um, it, that's a tough place to be. Um, and, and I think spiritually and uh, definitely emotionally, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physiologically, that takes a toll. That takes a toll. You know, we're all here because we have a purpose. Every single freaking living being in nature has a purpose. Humans are no different. And so if we're not feeling like we have a purpose or we're not living in that purpose, then we're not living at all and we're, we're actually dying. You know, life is, life is living or dying, right? It's, it's a cycle. So, so find something that provides meaning for you. And if you wanna stay in the job that you don't love, but you wanna find meaning elsewhere, you know, outside of work maybe, fantastic. Like that, and accept your situation, like that is a great option. Um, and it's your option to make. Everyone has a choice. I, I couldn't feel more strongly about that. That's your choice to make. And if you're someone like me that does not want to settle for what your new norm is going to be f- during your work life or some of the best years that you have in your life, then do something about it. Make a choice. Find something that's going to be fulfilling to you, that's going to be really purposeful, something that's going to give you hope. And you're going to keep looking into the future and just be like freaking energized to something that's going to light you up. You wake up every day and you're like, I don't even need coffee because I'm so pumped up. I get to do this for a living. Are you kidding? And make money and learn and grow and continue to do that thing every day. it's, It's the best. All right, go do it. You got it. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please visit me at www.adamesco.com.